Well, good day, good day, and welcome once again to The Kitchen Table with Arctic Eric. Thank you for finding the podcast, Fika with Arctic Eric. I appreciate you taking this time out of your busy schedule to spend about 10 minutes with me here at The Kitchen Table. Oh, that freedom we have in Christ Jesus, that freedom to know him personally, deeply and intimately, day by day and moment by moment, that freedom to hear his voice, that freedom to obey as we willingly choose to, and that freedom to share him with others, glorious as it is to be rescued and saved and delivered through the power of Of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, we're going to continue here looking at chapter 2 of Ephesians. I'll have a bit of uh, repetition from the last time we chatted here when I talked a bit about Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Now we're going to look together at uh, verse 3, and I will also touch back on verses 1 and 2. Verse 3 says here in Ephesians that all of us, who is the us, those who believe, those who trust in Jesus Christ alone, those of us who love the Lord, all of us used to live that way. What way? Well, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. And I'm going to pick up a little bit on on yesterday, where we did talk about in verse 1, that all who have not come to Christ are dead in their relationship to God. And we who have come to Christ once were dead because of sin and disobedience. We individually, each of us, used to live in sin just like the rest of the world. But in verse 3, we can see it isn't just you and it isn't just me who lived that way once before we met Christ, but every one of us who have called on the name of the Lord, every brother and every sister, in one way or another, lived a sin life. Sin was an active reality in their life. They had passions and desires and inclinations because of that old sinful nature. Why am I bringing this up? Well, we need to remember that just like everyone else who's saved, all of those who are saved have had these same problems we do. Why am I talking about this? Well, there are a lot of times we think that one individual or another, by their own disposition, by their own will, that they're holier than we are or more sanctified than we are, and we forget that they may have allowed Christ to work more in their life by the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit than we have at this point, but that they also have a past. They also also had a need to be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. They also had passionate desires and inclinations. And so when we see a more sanctified life, a more separated unto God life, a more separated from sin life, we don't credit that individual. No, we credit 
give full credit to the person who is the sanctification, and that is the Holy Spirit. He is our holiness, our righteousness, and our sanctification. So when we see someone who is living a life that that we would like to see God express in and through our lives, we don't look to them and how they accomplished it. We look at God who has worked a mighty thing in their lives, and we recognize that what God had begun and done in them, he has begun and desires to do in you and desires to do in me. Isn't it marvelous that once you and I were separated from God, we were dead. We did not have a living, vibrant relationship with God because it's not possible apart from trusting in Jesus Christ. In that moment we repented and turned away from our old life, sin and the devil, as we say, and turned to God and embraced him, this new life came and therefore we were no longer dead, but we were alive. We were made alive to God in Christ Jesus. And this is God's desire for every man, woman, and child on the planet, that they be ripped from darkness and transformed and placed in the kingdom of God's dear love, the kingdom of Jesus Christ, where he is king and ruler and Lord. That is God's desire. Now, as I said yesterday here at the kitchen table, we don't live in our past. We we don't live in the memory of yesterday, nor do we do that for others. Sometimes we'll hear testimonies where a person has done A, B, or C in their past, possibly sins we haven't committed. No, we have our own things that we've stumbled and fallen in. But we'll come to the point of thinking that, well, at least I wasn't as bad as they were. Listen, it's not about that. It's about the lamb who takes away the sin of the world. We're not Christians, comparatively speaking. We're not to compare ourselves one to another. No, we look to Christ and we say, God, thank you that you are forming Christ on the inside of me, that the transforming power of Christ, the person of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Spirit of holiness, the Spirit of grace dwells on the inside of me, and he is working God's good, perfect, and acceptable will in my life, which is why I want to spend more time with God in the Scripture to see what Christ has done, what Christ will do in the future, and most importantly, what does Christ want to do in your life and my life today? To see that he, Christ, is, is a light through us, to others. Listen, God is doing things for us continually and in us continually, and he certainly wants to be doing things through us. May he open our eyes to see how gracious and good he has been to us to have taken us from those who were once dead because of disobedience and sin, once dead to God because of our own, we need to own it, our own sin, our own passions, our own evil desires, that we weren't subject to God. No, we were subject to his anger, just like everyone, but that he has been merciful to us 
so that we're no longer obeying the devil. We're no longer under the sway of the evil one because we've decided to be led by, filled with, and empowered by the person of the Holy Spirit. And this is a moment-by-moment decision. Listen, there's no temptation that comes to us that God hasn't made a way of escape. It's up to us to continually turn to God. Yes, we're all tempted. There's nothing unusual about being tempted. But in that temptation, God is there to make a way of escape. What is that? Back to the Lord, back to his thoughts, back to his will being done. Amazing, isn't it? We have been made alive with Christ, in Christ, through faith in Christ. And we don't need to be hindered by anything. Not if we're willing to taste and see continually that the Lord is good. And we taste him through Scripture. What do I mean? We see in Scripture the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the favor of God. And we say, yes, Lord Jesus, work these things in my life today. Well, listen, thanks for being here with me at the kitchen table as we're looking at Ephesians chapter 2. This was uh, thinking primarily about verse 3. We're going to continue the next time we're here at the kitchen table. And, And as always, I would very much like to pray for you today. What I say is the best prayer I know, that God's good, perfect, and acceptable will be done for you in you, and through you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Good day.